time. You're welcome to Racing Only Better. It's finally here. Cheltenham Day 1. We're delighted to be previewing every single race on the card. Uh, we won't talk about the entries or the fact that, you know, I mean, according to today, at least, the idea of a five-day festival is absolutely ridiculous. No, we're going to focus on, the, focus on the positives and try and give you some winners in the company of Mr. Kevin Blake. Harry Kev. We're here, Hugh. We've been talking about this for months. We're here. It's here, right in front of us. No more messing. No more shiting. It's time to pick some winners. That's it. Pick winners or get off the pot, Tony Calvin. Isn't that right? <laughs> yep. Shit or get off the pot. I don't know why everyone's going mad about these entries. When these entries come through on Sunday morning, I was expecting far, far worse than this. Seven in the national <laughs> chase. Nine oh, I was. Three. Well, considering, considering all the champion hurdles, like, they all yeah. stood their ground, etc. Oh, Wait till you see the turners indeed, yeah. It's going to be a Ted Rogers, well, isn't it? It's well. going to be 3 2 one in that race. <laughs> I'm good, thank you, Hubert. Right, so let's, let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. The Supreme Novices Hurdle. So we found out yesterday Sir Gerhard goes for the Ballymore. He's out of play, but Tony's Constitution Hill standing his ground at 9-4 to four, alongside Dice Sardanimo at 9-4. to four. John Bond, 9-2. Kilcrut, 6-1. to one. Mighty Potter, 8-1. to one, And it's 22 bar. Kevin Blake, are you sticking with Mighty Potter or have you changed your mind about the winner of this race. No, I've absolutely no reason to change my mind, Hugo. I've been with him for many a month and I'm more than happy to stick with him. His price has, has largely held up as we've got closer and closer to the event. I still think eight to one um, or in that region is a very fair price. I love the look of the race from a setup point of view. You'd be disappointed if there wasn't a good gallop. Um, Dysart Dynamo, I don't think there's a huge set of brakes on him. He'll go gallop by himself, but there's a couple there that could potentially go forward with him. And um, a true test of stamina is what this horse wants. I'm, I'm as sure as sure can be that we haven't seen the very best of him. Um, will his very best be good enough to go and win this? I'm certainly hopeful that it will be. And at that price, I think he's the one, Hugh. If he doesn't finish in the first three, I'll be a very, very upset fella. Kevin Blake, with, with his many buzzwords there, Tony, I'm hopeful at the price Absolute bullshit. Give us the winner. It's Constitution Hill, Tony Calvin. It's Constitution Hill. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go in again. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave this race alone from a nah. from a fresh betting perspective. Um, right. uh, Constitution Hills uh, now currently eleven to four and win only on the exchange. You know that is that is fair. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a big believer in this horse since his debut win. I don't think he did too much more than the debut win in the Tolworth last time, but. You know, he, he he looks to have everything this horse, doesn't he? He, he travels, he can, you know, his sectionals from his debut win suggest he's a very, very quick horse. Of course, he's got Cheltenham to prove. He's up against a much stiffer uh, you know, lot of company. But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be laying him at 11 to 4. But then again, I, I don't need to have a fresh bet in here. I, I couldn't find a bet, to be honest with you. Okay, all right. Tony Calvin sitting pretty with his Constitution Hill at eight sevens, eight we'll nines. Um, what about yourself, Dan Barber? No love for John Bond at all over the last uh, couple of months for whatever reason. I mean, he hasn't done anything wrong. He's nine to two here. Is it each way back up a price? Who do you like? Well, I've been convincing myself for weeks that there's no bet in the Supreme, and then I gave myself a firm slap across the face and said, "It's the Supreme. Of course, you're having a bet." I mean, <laughs> it's just not the festival without it. I mean, I don't want to go off Steve McLaren, but then about the put some dutching into the game. I'm, yes, I'm going to yes. back Dysart Dynamo and John Bond against the field, please. Oh. Only because I'm actually going, I'm actually going lukewarm on Constitution Hill of the market leaders, the moral look, because I've seen another Sandown meeting on Saturday where horses are absolutely exhausted again. And the fact he's done it on soft and heavy and shown such stamina to go away as he did makes me think that it's not a given that he just completely translates all that form and promise 
to Cheltenham. So I've gone more lukewarm on him. Dysart winging around from the front, doing what so many Mullins horses have done in this race down the years. And John Bond, the late closer, to potentially pick him up. So we've mentioned four horses mm. in a nine-runner race. This is a good start. I'll yeah, tell you, Hugo, just, just yeah. one that we had that has not been mentioned Quickly. on this podcast or many other places. I just give a little mention to bring on the night. No, good luck. Um, See Willie, you later. Right, no, Willie, Mullins, <laughs> Willie Mullins is outsider and a whole lot. We're watching back his win at Nace the other week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah life's yeah, too short. Yeah. Life's too short for that kind of stuff, Kev. Listen, if the price <laughs> is right, I'd be hopeful. Willie Mullins, we're watching back. We just want winners. Ten past two is the Oracle. <laughs> and the bet fair bet. Free money back special if your horse doesn't win the Argyle up to ten pounds. He's rushing into it today. He must be on a promise later. The old uh, flame here from man. You might as well. You might as well have a bet. Um, on the sportsbook if you're going to back here. Ten pounds free bet if your horse does not win this race. So I guess the question is, Tony Calvin, what horse does win this race? I'm with the mayor here, Riviera to tell at seven to do will do for me. Who do you like? Yeah, well, it's, this is another race that's held up far, far more uh, than I'd hoped, actually, because, you know, I've been back in St. Sam for a while. Um, you know, it's, it's a much stronger renewal than you know, I, would, like I was expecting, but I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the faith with St. Sam. You know, he was he was really exemplary first time out when beating a very good horse in the Devil's Coachman at Fairy House. Didn't jump as well behind Blue Lord and Rivier Detail last time. Uh, but it was a bit too keen there, um, went a bit too hard. And I like the angle that they've gone with a hood again, the, the hood that he wore when he was second in the Boodles last year. So I'm hoping with the other pace in the race, they can, they can settle him in second and third and, and reserve a bit more energy there. But uh, yeah, I mean, to do what he did um, at Leopardstown last time, making the mistakes, going too hard and too keen and still coming back for more on the running, only beating four lengths. No, I, I've got to keep the face for St. Sam. He's around about 10 to 1 plus on the exchange and I'll be having a, another little nibble. Lovely. Okay. Um, as I said, if your horse doesn't win this race and you bet £10, you're going to get the money back. So you might as well have a go on the sports book here. Daniel Barber, who do you like for the Arkham? Well, I've been with him from the start. And that's Edward Stone. I feel bad tipping a British horse. I mean, because I think it's going to be very one-sided again. But he's a British horse in a year where the two main players in the division, one Ireland and one Britain, so Mike Drogo, Fernie Hollow, are both out of the picture. Maybe he wasn't a top-class hurdler, but he was a very solid, high-level handicapper. And he's just done nothing wrong. Although he's been exemplary. We've seen him at Sandown that day. We're all down there. He was brilliant then. The runner-up has won a valuable race at Lingfield since. His defeat of Do Your Job by a mile has been boosted since by that horse winning a handicap of 140 as well. I think whatever beats him will win because I'm pretty sure he's going to run to about 160. And personally, I don't think the Dublin Racing Festival covered the Irish novices in glory. I'd be a bit more scared, actually, of Hotong Kaloy, who didn't get the chance to really show his worth. But at the moment, it's mainly Edward Stone. I'll probably save on Hotong Kaloy. Okay, interesting. And Kevin Blake, you're a St. Sam fan as well. And I, I am, but, you know, I've been with Edward Stone, I suppose, for a while now, and, and mm. I think I'll stick with him. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a bit bigger, you know, um, just because really? he's an, an English horse amongst the sea of green, and especially if, if the Irish win the first. Um, I, I just think, you know, it's one of those things that shouldn't affect the market for this, but I just wouldn't be shocked if it did. And um, look, he, he's danced every dance this season. The one worry you'd have is where he might, um, might not have the freshness of some of these but look, you look at the setup of the race, there's a few proper front runners in here. And, um, you know, he's just such an efficient, um, smooth jumper. You know, he's, if, if he, for me, if he produces the performance he did last time in, you know, whacking third time lucky, when third time lucky, you know, had a lovely run of the race in my mind, um, I think that might be enough. And I just think the race is going to set up lovely for him. 
And um, yeah, it might be one for the English here up Edwardstone. Well, my advice is like if, if Constitution Hill or John Bond win the first and then Edwardstone goes and makes it back to back, they're going to push Ireland out to even money to win the Press Pick Up and you get stuck <laughs> in at even money and everything you have on and we wipe the floor for the rest of the week. Okay, that is the article, uh, James. Good stuff. We move on uh, to the ultimate, if you don't mind, the 250 on the card. And Noble Yates uh, for Emmett Mullins is your 13 to 2. A market favourite at the time of recording. Does he know? Seven to one. You have Death Judy, who Gordon Elliott says is the best handicapped horse he has at the festival at eight to one. A floyer, as Nadine Coy would say, at ten to one. You've got Fantastic Castle at eleven to one. Coach Corey from Hamper at eleven to one, and it's twelve to one. Uh, Bar Daniel Barber. Um, the Couldn't ultimate. That, could you? She'd drive you absolutely crackers, wouldn't she? Uh, floyer. Um, can you, you solve not, this uh, puzzle for us, Dan? You not bird me any flowers, Tony. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, Dutch, is she? That's the only one I can do. I've um, I've I'm, exactly. I've had about an hour and a half on this race. I think I've. I don't think I've got it nailed, but I'm I'm a lot more comfortable with it now than I was an hour and a half earlier. Top of my list is Ben Dundee. Ooh. Two runs at Cheltenham Festivals down the years. A fifth in the plate. A third in the novice handicap. The race that a Plutard won looks a blatant plot to me. He's had two runs for Andrew Lynch. He was like with Gordon, of course. Was second point, in yeah. the Paddy Power. Second in the, in the Paddy Power behind school by hours. I think amongst the market leaders for the Kim Muir later in the week. He's got a really good record fresh. They gave him three months. Just one run in a chase for the stable, and he's come second in a, one of the biggest handicaps in Ireland. So I had him top of the list. And um, Charles Burns could be back in oh. the big time. Because I do think Dr. Duffy's a runner at a massive price. He was in the death duty race. He was closing strongly when he unseated at the second last, not saying he'd have won, but it was definitely a more encouraging performance. And I think the handicap is giving him a chance. He's off the same mark as when he was third in a Kerry national last season. And key thing for me is he's a horse who's very effective away from bad ground. And it's looking unlike that we're going to get much rain between now and um, mm. 2.50 on Tuesday. Oh, I tell you what, he'd be a popular winner. Wouldn't he, Charles Burns, trading a winner over at Cheltenham? <laughs> Ooh, he'd bring the house down, he would. Kevin Ray, <laughs> no, the, cl- the crowds have gone again. Oh, <laughs> Nobody makes the Look at the raw appreciation. He's so loved. <laughs> Kevin Blake, who are you liking this? <laughs> no, Kevin doesn't. No, 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 Kevin doesn't have an opinion on this one. What about yourself, Tony Calvin? No, I'm, I'm going to keep my hands in my pockets for this one as well, you. But I will mention two. T-Clipper, I think it's quite yeah. well handicapped if the wind yeah. up and... Pieces making him return to form. Yeah. Uh, and the one I would came closest to tipping was our power. Uh, the Betfair Sportsbook are, are offering seven places here, which is come, which is basically saying come and have a bet in the race. And our power was the was the uh was the most likely to get me uh dipping, but I'm just not sold on his stamina. I know everyone thought he was staying over three miles last time, his first run over uh over longer than two mile five, but I'm not sold. Um, I'm not sold on the on the stammer of that one. So even though okay. the seven places is a, a whoppingly good offer, no bet for me. No bet for Tony Calvin. All right. So two at a big price then. Uh, ben Dundee, I like it in particular, Daniel Barber. That's a good old spot. And I was a fan of him over hurdles. So yeah, let's see. Let's see what gets on. Right. The champion hurdle, the feature race of the day. Pony Sucker going for two in a row, still unbeaten. She's seven to four on. Which is a nice old price. Appreciated four to one. Tiafu tens. Epitome twelve to one. Sana here eighteen to one. And you can have what you like about the rest, really. Right, Kevin Blake. Um, I think appreciated each way is a cracking bet of four to one. I think he could even be a good enough to beat Honeysuckle. We haven't seen him all this season. We're relying on Winnie to have him right, which I'm sure I'm sure he will. And uh, I think each way appreciated is going to be my play here. What do you like? 
Oh, I don't. It's tough. Look, Honeysuckle probably wins you. Um, appreciate it. Um, he wouldn't be for me at the price, but look, don't let. If one thing I'd say is don't let his lack of a run put you off because Willie has just been brimming with confidence, um, with regard to his preparation. So the lack of a run isn't going to get him beat. Um, that's that's what I'd say about him. Um, look, Tihapu is the one I like. Um, as the each way. You know, place only without the fav alternative to Honeysuckle. Um, loved him at Goran Park last time. Um, smashed up the Rasso, who has been brilliant this season. You know, a good 155 horse. And Tiapu smashed him. Um, I think better ground is going to suit him. I think he's tactically going to be a straightforward horse to ride. And um, yeah, I just, I'd be disappointed if he's not in the frame. And I better give a small mention. I've kind of gone off him now, but I, I was. Sam Wah is a horse I've liked all along. I was fiercely disappointed with him last time, having been really happy with his return. Um, he'll be a million to one, and if you have a forgiving nature, he might be one to have a little bit on your side. So will not so sleepy Tony Calvin's selection without mm. the uh, favourite here. Tony, are you? Uh, have you stopped taking LSD, or are you going to stick with not so sleepy? Without the favorite? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, I'll be tipping him on. I'll be tipping him for the Tuesday. He's. There's a very interesting market here, and everyone goes within the without market. But there's the Betfair Sportsbook have a without two horses market. And so you can bet in this race each way, because there's 10 runners, you can bet each way three places without Honeysuckle, who is obviously the most, very much like, most likely winner, and, appreciate. and appreciate it. So if there is a horse that's going to come up and match Honeysuckle, it's going to be appreciated. So take those two out of the equation, and you can get 16 to 1 not so sleepy. So maybe still won't, yeah. still won't happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you that that's a big price, and the thirty-three to one without the favourite is a big price. He's a look. The case for him is very simple. He's the highest-rated UK hurdler in the race. He should have won easily. Should have won the fighting fifth. He jumped any two of the last hurdles. Uh, good fifth of the race last year. Where if you go back and have a look at the run, he didn't. He didn't get. Uh, he didn't get the best of, uh, passages through there from the second last. And you know he's he's only two or three pound behind all the all the major Irish contenders outside of the top two. So he is, form wise, he's massively massively overpriced. And the other one uh, in the without favourite markets is Adagio, at eight to one uh, without Honeysuckle and nine to two without the uh, the top two. Uh, if you back him each way, I think I think that's a very very solid bet. He is um, he has been chinned at heavy odds on him running on his last three starts and. That's a worry, but he's he is. Um, I've got, I'm seeing two of you. You perhaps I am hallucinating. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I dash you. He's, he's got the Cheltenham form. Uh, good run off a break last time. If the first time tongue tie helps helps makes his finishing effort a, a bit uh, a bit harder and faster, then I, I think he's got a very uh, good chance of hitting the frame all in and with the with the concession without the uh, the first two in the market. Okay. Uh, that's the angle for me. So in the without markets, not so sleepy and adagio. Okay, good stuff, uh, Tony Calvin. What about yourself? Last word to you, Dan Barber. Who's going to win the champion hurdle? Uh, well, as I'd say, I mean, it's not quite the proud boast. Is it being the highest rated British hurdler is a bit like being the, the tallest person in my family. It's not, it's, it's fine, but it's, 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 well, well, it's a low bar. Yeah, but you're you finishing last of three there, Dan. Okay. <laughs> I know. And, you, and your goal was only two. I know, I've, got, I've been passed by two uh, two juveniles now, yeah. Um, no, I yeah, think um, inst- instead of playing the, I, I'm not so anti the double without market because I think, I want to take on appreciate it in the without market because I think he's a far more vulnerable favourite than 
honeysuckle because they wanted to go chasing. That didn't happen. He's making his reappearance fully more than 365 days since he won the Supreme. Clearly, things haven't gone right, and he's not going to get a ride that's creepy, creepy, be played late. He's going to be ridden aggressively. So I thought he had blow potential, and I'm with Epiton. Back to each way, generally. I like the fact that, I mean, she beat, she did heat to be not so sleepy. I thought the ground was totally against her that day. And then I thought she was fine at Kempton. She got closed down a bit late on, but Glory and Fortune has boosted the form with a bet for her to win since. So I'm with Epiton each way, but uh, mainly in the without favourite market each way. Okay, good stuff. Going for the mayor. Right. Um, the uh, 410 is the mayor's uh, hurdle. And um, tell me something, girl, who obviously won last year is your three to one favourite at the time of recording. Queen's Brook for Gordon Elliott, nine to two. Stormy Ireland for Willie and Paul, five to one. Burning Victory um, at eight to one. Echoes and Rain, eight to one. And it's 10 to one bar. Right. Um, Tony Calvin, yeah. give us your most likely winner of the mayor's. Please. Uh, I think this is the most solid bet of the day. Uh, I put it up on the Cheltenham Festival preview last Wednesday as my bet of the uh, bet of the opening day, and probably the bet of the festival as it stood then. And it's Queensbrook each way nine to two. But now you're getting an extra place, four places with the sportsbook. So Queensbrook nine to two, four places each way is looks a really solid race. Now this is another race like the Arkle. It has. It has really stood his ground and echoes in rain has come in here from the county hurdle, which surprised me. So it's, it looks even deeper than it was last Wednesday. But everything about Queensbrook suggests, he, you know, she's going to go very, very close here. Obviously, she was third to uh, appreciate it. And uh, Fernie Hollow in the 2020 bumper, um, coming back off a, off a long break last time behind Burning Victory, giving giving the winner three pounds. Shape for all the world like she'll come on massively for that run. Gordon Elliott said she was 75% fit. That's a load of nonsense, obviously. But clearly, there's uh, he's left a fair bit to work on there. And, he, you know, and yeah, coming off the break uh, since Ferry House in November, he, he beat a horse called C.L. Deneige there. And, you know, that horse has won his next three starts, albeit over chases. So uh, I think there's real upside to Queensbrook. And, you know, she's not, she can't, if four horses beat her home here, I'll be a, uh, I'll be whimpering. Yeah, I'll be whimpering. Okay. Right. I like Stormy Ireland. I'm going to stick with her. She jumps out, makes all, and pass me if you can. And I think she's the one to be on here, Dan. Who do you like? Um, don't know if I'm stealing Kev's under here because I know he's got a love affair and an understandable one. But I'm with Mrs. Milner each way for similar reasons. I think it's a good each way shape to the race. Stormy Ireland will guarantee a strongly run affair. And I think that's exactly what Mrs. Milner will want back in trip. They obviously shelved any plan. She was a potent source again. She won that race last season. Didn't bother qualifying her. Looks like they tried to turn her into a stayers hurdle horse. That proved a bridge too far, but she's not been seen since November. This has appeared the plan since then. She goes there nice and fresh. And I can just see her traveling really well, picking her way through and, She's not a slow horse, this. To say she's a Potemps winner, she is not short of speed. So I liked her. I thought she was very solid at double figures. Did Kev actually tip her up last year? I never heard that from anybody. I literally never mentioned that. Well, well, this is, this is yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, but sure. Anyway, look, Kev, who do you like in this? Are you sticking with Mrs. Miller or something else? Well, I actually like... <laughs> Oh, Who I also you? tipped last year. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Um, yeah. Yeah. I was always preparing for a podcast. That's <laughs> not done. They can't be doing that. This is the sound quality is immense there. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> straight out of my phone, bang, bang. Um, yeah, I've hammered this down more and more the last couple of days and I'm not, having not had a big view in it all along. And I, I just, I, I keep coming back to her because like the pace is going to be strong here, isn't it? Mm. Like we've, we've yeah. a few, we've Stormy Ireland and a couple of others there that, that are going to want to get on with it. Um, heaven help, help us, us as well. You know, the, the, this is going to be at least an average or better pace, surely. And tell me something, girl, like it's worth watching back that win last year because my and sometimes this happens with Cheltenham. You kind of remember things and there's so much going on at Cheltenham that you can sometimes get a little bit, a little bit cloudy. And like my memory of last year was it was an incredible ride by Rachel, really good ride because she's not straightforward in terms of getting her relaxed. But I watched it back again and she's absolutely bolted up. Like I forgot how easily she won. Like she's thundered up the run in. Um, and I know maybe it wasn't a brilliant Mare's novice, but it was a brilliant performance on the day. And I, I just recall talking to Henry back in October for the start of the season um, stable tour. And like even then he was saying like, yeah, we're just we're working backwards from the Mare's hurdle. That's that's her day. And, you know, when you view her two runs this season in that context, it just makes sense. Uh, and I thought it was a lovely run behind Royal Gahala last time. She was all wrong at the weights, giving way to weight to everything. Um, and she just got a rotten run around. Um, she got like, she got hampered at the third and then she got pocketed from two out to the last and okay. she's finished off really well. Uh, and just the way the race is going to pan, you know, with this pace, um, I know she's on the old course rather than the new this time around, but um, over a longer trip. And I, I could just see her now lifting her performance up from what we saw yeah. earlier in the season. And bear in mind you, Henry's okay. horses were, were, were not in good shape. Um, at Christmas time, and they're in much yeah. better shape now. Okay, tell me something, girl. Good stuff. Um, strong case made. Right, Dave Boodles then is the obviously the novices hurdle for juveniles. Gaelic Warrior nine to four here. Tony Calvin, um, mm. are you buying into this? You know, kilos to pounds mark that should have been given that wasn't given. Well, one two nine versus one three nine. Willie Mullins all over nine to four. Or do you like something uh, else? I, I just cannot believe no racing journalist has got hold of the BHA and got an official line from them on, on how this how this horse got that mark. But it would it's the it's probably been the most talked about horse in all the previews, isn't it? And nobody's got a line on how it's got. I, such I've a, got some more on it since our preview actually. Go go. Um, apparently, they changed the methodology this year. They used to transfer the marks directly. Um, when they came to Britain, but they've changed methodology and there's been quite a few horses seemingly, I haven't been paying mad attention to it obviously, but there has been seemingly quite a few French horses coming to the UK and they've been put in kind of eight or ten pounds lower than might have been expected. So like it's not a complete outlier, but um, with the with the, the set of circumstances we mentioned, yeah. you know, it is a Willie Mullins horse. But, like his, his form has worked out particularly well when you okay. look back at it. You know, I, I still think yeah. that uh, they'll be nervous watching this. They'll definitely yeah, be really nervous watching this. But yeah, I mean, obviously, but presumably they do look at the form. They just don't drop at eight or ten pound willy nilly and just surely. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, by the sounds of it, connections just think he's just think he's going to jump out, maybe make all, and not seeing other horse. Uh, but you so know, you have to back but you, you have no, I'm not. No, you, okay. you you have to you have to take it on trust. But you know, there's without favourite markets in here. But I'll come on to that in a moment. But I think the tide turns at six to one, five places. I think he's very, very, very solid. Um, if you can travel like he does in Grade One company uh, and in the Red Mills last time, uh, I think you I think you were handicapped to do some damage off a mark of 137. Okay. Um, like I said, he just travels like a much much better horse than that. 
And uh, the other one is a horse called Prairie Dancer that uh, I've mentioned a couple of times. He's 33 to 1 uh, with the best fair sportsbook. I think that's very, very fair. The key to this horse is he just shapes as if um, a, a more strongly run two-mile race on a stiffer track will suit. He's been doing all his best work uh, lately in quite a few of his races. Um, I think good soft ground will be absolutely fine for him. Uh, and, the, and the you know, he's, he's, he's a decent horse on the flat. He's 88 at best and... All those, all these best runs on the flat, and these two wins on the flat came with blinkers uh, on board, and they put them, they put them on for the first time ever hurdles. So yeah, um, tie turns and a much bigger price pro dancer at thirty threes, okay. and there's a without market, without Gaelic warrior if you're that inclined, and he's uh, at about twenty eight to one there as well, only five points less. So. Uh, yeah, I'll be playing Prairie Dancer without the uh, supposed good thing, Gaelic Warrior, um, and all in winner uh, each way, and the same with the tight turns. Okay, what about you, Kev? Um, yeah, I, I give Joseph's to uh, a good positive mention, Prairie Dancer, that Tony mentioned there. Um, like he was a free going fecker now on the flat. Um, in those blinkers and the hurdles have actually seemed to have settled them down a bit. So I'm just hoping that the blinkers kind of send them forward, but not too far forward, if you know what I mean. But it was a lovely run last time and I can see the case and champion green. Um, he'll take a bit of riding. He, he's, he's very strong. Um, and if he can, you know, get a bit of cover and get relaxed um, under Rachel, um, he'll have a chance as well. The handicapper lovely. was kind to him, I think. So okay. he's definitely interesting. But look, the one I fancy, and look, if you like the tight turns that TC has put up, you have to like HMS Seahorse. Yeah. Um, he finished second to him at Punchestown. Um, he's nine pounds better off now. He was behind, not, you know, his third to Pipe Piper and Volban prior to that. Um, he won a Fairy House since from a subsequent winner. And um, he would have won easier Fairy House if he jumped the last two a little bit cleaner than he did. Um, I think the handicapper was reasonable with him, one, two, eight. And um, Paul Nolan, would you believe, won the very first renewal of this race back in 2005, Dabaroon under Nina Carberry. So ah, um, yeah. he, he has some history. And um, okay. I just, one suspects he's been kind of brought along with this race in mind. So I thought he was interesting. Right. National Hunt Chase is the last race, Dads. And mm -hmm. uh, there's only seven in it, so we can keep it short and sweet. Daniel Barber, who do you like in the National Hunt Chase? Please start one for me. Who do you like? Oh. Well, certain certain Cheltenham Festival performances are etched on your brain, aren't they? It's completely burnt in and masterminded champion chase, Edred on Blur's champion chase, that sort of thing. But Vanillier sprinting up the Cheltenham running last year like his ass was on fire is pretty high up there as well. I mean, he won by 11 lengths when it looked like it might be three lengths at the last. Obviously, has bags of stamina. He's not quite hit the same heights over fences, it's fair to say. Indeed, he's got uh, ground to make up on Statler. But if ever a horse to me, based on last year, looks like he's crying out for an extra distance and a marathon distance at that, it's him. And luckily for his backers, Gavin Cromwell's ended a really cold spell in recent days. He had a couple of winners last weekend. I wonder if that's a signal for him showing us what he can do again because he was unbelievable at the festival last season. Okay. Vanilla for Dan. Kev, for you? Um, I, I thought... I looked at this a good bit there. I thought Vanillio was a bad price, to be honest. That the yeah. that we're, Look, the style of what he did in the Albert Barton was clearly brilliant. But you look back at what he was beaten. Um, you know, Statler, I don't think, ran his race. And like the second and third are kind of, you know, 130s horses. Um, and he's meeting a horse here in, in Run Wild Fred, who's like a high 150s horse over fences already, you know. Um, loads of experience in the bank. No stamina doubts. He should have won the Irish National last year. Um, like Gordon has... I, like, I think the crack here is like Jigginstown don't actually like this race. Um, but Gordon has been fighting hard all along to run this fella in it. He's got his way. <clears throat> 
He's been training them for it. And he's got just gone. And the Cod Father is on board now, Jamie Cod. There was there was a lot of talk during the week that, that Jamie wouldn't be riding him, but he's, he's got the ride. They've worked it out between them. Um, I, I, I think he's going to be my nap. Like, I, I don't like Statler in for a race like this. He, I, I feel he would have been better off in the Brown Advisory. Um, like, he's just a bit, a bit strong. I don't like his jumping technique. He, like he gets his, his back end very very high. I okay. think he's going to take a fair bit of riding over this trip now. And uh, Patrick will literally have his hands full. Uh, whereas Run Wild Fred will be, be really straightforward. And yeah, I, I think he's going to take serious whacking you. Okay, Run Wild Fred for Kev. Last word to you, TC. Short and sweet, please. Um, well, I wrote in my article that I'd rather have a back second crack from Pretty Patel than have a bet in this race. Lovely. <laughs> Believe it at that, so that's as short as run. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, okay, gents, your naps of the day, please. Day one of the opener. I am going to go for appreciators to beat Honeysuckle. Taking on the odds on Fabs. I am, I am, I am, I am. I am. You're, you're, not, fever, this you're is. not please, Tony. LSD Cameron. reference again. Um, <laughs> I will go with, we're not allowed to have the bet for sportsbook prices with the extra place, but I'm going to go Queensbrook, win and place. Win and place. Daniel Barber, your nap, please. I'm going to stay true to myself and be with the horse that I've been with all along. I'm going with Edward Stone to give Britain their only winner in the week in the Arkle. Lovely. And Kevin Blake, it was Run Wild Fred. Run Wild Fred. Run! One wild fled. Good stuff. Okay, gents, enjoy day one. Please remember to gamble responsibly as always. We're back with day two tomorrow, so make sure you tune in for that. As soon as the last race is over, the podcast will be up. It's racing only better. Talk to you then.